I need a few things. Um, a bosonic tesseract. Right here. An octode rectifier. I, I have an octode rectifier. And something to play the podcast on. Wait, I'll get a Walkman from Charlie so that we can listen to this episode of the Retro Rewind podcast. Thunder Road 3 now online. How can I help you travel through movie space time today? Course entered. Masters of the Universe, 1987. Is this correct? Course set. Rewinding in 3, 2, 1. Welcome, Rewinders, and new listeners to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we take a fresh look at movies and games from 15 or more years ago. I'm your captain of the former pod, Francisco Ruiz, and I'm joined by your XO and mine, Paul, the PaulJPowers.com Powers. You know what that means? According to my last name, it means I have the power. I, and oh. multiple of them, apparently. Yeah. Uh, also, for this discussion of the film Masters of the Universe, we welcome aboard for the first time video editor and host of the Fandom Nexus podcast, Jeremy the Spider Pan. I have a podcast! There we go. <laughs> in addition, in addition, we are glad to have back aboard pastor at Refuge Church, author of Cinemagogue, and co-host of the Popcorn Theology podcast, James Harleman. Hey, James. Hey, and, and guy with no fancy intro whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> and now that you have a quick flyby of the masters of this podcast, Paul, can you give us a quick overview of the production specs for Masters of the Universe? Sure. All right, He-Man and She-Ra, Secret of the Paul, Sword. Paul, dang it, why didn't I should have figured <laughs> you would do this to me? What are you talking Paul, about? I'm sorry, I didn't tell you this yesterday, but we're covering Masters of the Universe from 1987. You, you said, wait, the He-Man movie, right? He, the Secret of the Sword? Not the animated movie, the live action oh. movie. Oh, I thought it was going to be He-Man. <laughs> oh, <God>. man. <laughs> All right, hold on. That could have been brought to my attention yesterday. I know. I said I should have. I'm sorry. Yeah, so let me go back. <laughs> re rewind, rewatch. All right. Masters of the Universe. Yes. Revelation. That's the one. No, what are you doing to me? <laughs> 1987. Oh. All right. The one with the. the all right. With Monica Geller, that one. Oh, with Ooh, Ivan Drago. All right. Masters of the Universe was released August 7th, 1987. Runs an hour and 46 minutes. Nor is rated PG. Is directed by Gary Goddard and written by David O'Dell, Stephen Tolkien, not that Tolkien, and Gary no. Goddard. <laughs> it, with lead stars being... Dolph Lundgren, Lundgren, dang it, Dolph <laughs> Lundgren. Ivan Drago. <laughs> he will yeah. break you if you get it wrong. Yes. Uh, Frank Langella and Meg Foster and a bunch of others. And the music was composed by Bill Conti. Mm -hmm. Are you ready for the box office trivia? I'm oh ready. Are you ready guys ready? ready? Awesome. Bring it. Go ahead, Paul. All right. Masters of the Universe was made for about $22 million and earned only around $17 million at the box office. So given this fact, how high in the box office do you think it ranks among the movies released theatrically in 1987? This time we'll go for the top 
I'll give you guys a break. 75. Okay. <laughs> AKA it's not in the top 50 is what you're saying. <laughs> well, I was going to say top 100, but I wanted to give you. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, everyone in chat is welcome to join live also, but let's start with Jeremy. What is your guess for where Masters of the Universe uh, came in in the top 75 movies of 1987? Yeah, see, I can't think of any real big blockbusters from 1987 uh, so, I mean, now He-Man at least had some anticipation. Yeah. So I'm going to say it was maybe 34. 34. All right. Uh, James, how about you? Hmm. Ah, boy, that's, I. If Paul might be trying to trick me, but, but he's, oh, he true. gave us that extra that's low. That's true. Good point. But as much as I adore this film, I I vaguely remember that it sort of was a blip on the radar. So, I, uh, you know, I was born in 73. I'm going to go 73. 73? Okay, that's fair. Uh, then in chat, we have uh, several guesses. Let's see. We have uh, 74 from Geek Devotions. Welcome, by the way. Bobo guesses, of course, 42, as he's wont to do. Good uh, Rushmore Show, I think that's correct, guesses 70. Uh, Apple Dance guesses 36. Uh, and I'm going to guess... I'm just going to guess a solid 50. No, 50, right. 51. I'm going to guess 51. 51, wow. Are you writing all these down? <laughs> the price is right, Francisco. The price is right. <laughs> because <laughs> it, according to the-numbers.com, it came in at 62. 62? Hey, so nice. I guess that makes, let's see, uh, I think James might be the closest then. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, Rushmore Show guessed 70. So yep. just a little closer. Good job, Good job. Rushmore Show. Funnily enough, that might have been the channel I was watching He-Man and the Masters of the Universe on back in the 80s in Kansas City. <laughs> channel 62. Wow. Nice. But, Unless it was Channel 41, but I can't remember. And thank you for those factoids, Paul. And let's see if any of them factor into our memory mind melt or subsequent roundtable discussion, which we'll get into once Travis has located our target film. Alert. Alert. Target located. Spoilers incoming. Establishing analysis vector. A battle fought in the stars now comes to Earth. Police! Somebody move! I'm gonna need some backup. A battle for the power to be masters of the universe. Dolph Lundgren is He-Man. Frank Langella is Skeletor. Let this be our final battle! Masters of the Universe, rated PG. Now playing at a theater near you. Woohoo! Yes, playing at a theater near you. Near you, geez, if I can talk. <clears throat> but is it still playing in the theater of our minds? Enough to give us some memories. Uh, well, let's find out when we combine our memories together for our memory mind melt synopsis of Masters of the Universe. Skeletor has taken over Castle Grayskull, captured the sorceress, and banishes He-Man, Man-at-Arms, and Teela to Earth. A not-orco-dwarf musician is on Earth trying to get back to Eternia and steals not-KFC while He-Man asks Monica <laughs> Geller and Lieutenant Paris to help... That is... Oh my gosh, that, that's right! Yeah! Oh, Lieutenant yeah, Paris Paris. to help him find the cosmic key to get them back home. Skeletor ex executes Lizard Guy for failure and decides to hunt down He-Man on Earth, but ends up bringing he him back and not dying. He-Man defeats Skeletor and at the end of the movie and not at the beginning of the movie due to writers who can't come up with a better plot. <laughs> no. Uh, you know what? Wow. Some of that happened in the movie, but I'd say a lot of that was... 
Deceptive. But based on those memories, as you know, flawless as they were, sure. what rain did they lead you to predict before you rewatched this film? Classic, nostalgic, or tragic? Let's start with our newest guest, Jeremy. What's your what was your prediction before you rewatched Masters of the Universe? I had to go with where I kind of sat at through most of my life and call it tragic. Tragic oh. was your prediction. All yeah. right. Uh, James, how about you? You said you had you love this movie. So what's your prediction about it? Oh yeah, I was I was uh, let's see thirteen when this mm-hmm. movie came out. Oh, okay. So uh, and and had no real great love for the cartoon because I was I was thirteen. Oh, uh-huh. So the cartoon yeah. was beneath me. It was for kids. <laughs> sure. no, well. Yeah, that's true because that came out just a few years before. Yeah, yeah. I was mm-hmm. I, yeah I was a, yeah I was a man of discerning taste. And <laughs> <laughs> so I but but being realistic. I, I I went with nostalgic, assuming okay. that, uh, nostalgic. That, I, that I would love it from a nostalgic point of view, but it would not uh, maintain its classic status. All right. That's fair. How about you, Paul? I remember seeing this twice in theaters. Um, oh, and wow. Several times on video, uh, VHS, <laughs> not so much on DVD and and uh, Blu-ray afterwards. Mm. Yeah, so yeah. I haven't seen it in a while. So I, I predicted nostalgic. Nostalgic. All right. Uh, I remember never really liking this movie that much <laughs> so i i too like jeremy uh, predicted it tragic but wow. it'll be interesting to see why are we watching this predictions <laughs> because we this was originally if i re- read the records right as corrupt as they were these this was originally our episode three of the podcast but jared the the goblin king corrupted the files so we had to redo this one so oh, that's man. why we're doing it nice oh. um but it'll be interesting to see uh, if those predictions pan out. But uh, first, let's get into the things we liked most about Masters of the Universe. Travis, bring up our like section. Best bits. All right. Let's start with uh, James this time. What was one thing you liked about Masters of the Universe? Okay. For uh, the first one I'm going to go with is the score. I mean, when you asked me to do the show, mm. like it was already in my head. It was just like, you were like, would you be on the show? It's like, da, 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 da. I, I don't know what it is. It's like this, this wannabe John Williams mishmash of yes, Superman yeah, and Star Wars. Do that, yes. this, this movie wants to be Star Wars so bad. So, you know, <laughs> from the score to the yeah. black stormtroopers and Skeletor all in black and a cape yes. that he never had in the cartoon. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I think he's dressed better, honestly. But Yeah, but I his, agree with that. His summoning and treating the mercs like the bounty hunters in Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. The, the mm-hmm. spider web aesthetic on his floating platform looks like the carbonite chamber room. I, I, I'm sure this is. I'm sure the theme in Star Wars uh, uh, sort of echoes of it were probably why I liked it then. And I'm honestly one of the things I still like now. Like it's, oh, okay. I still love that. Yeah. All right, that's cool. Uh, I, I, you know, on the whole, so it didn't make my like list. I'll leave it there. Didn't make my like list. <laughs> um, but I will say there were elements, especially uh, the themes that were used for Skeletor and the other bad guys. I did enjoy those. I thought they they fit very well and very uh, amplified um, those characters. So I, I did I did uh, like that aspect of it. Yeah. Um, Jeremy, was the score something you enjoyed or hummed along to, or is it something else that you liked? Yeah, yeah, that is that is one of the things I do enjoy. I mean, Bill Conte. I mean, we were talking about the guy who even the Rocky music. Yeah. Rocky, Bill Conte's got a long kid. list yeah. of success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the music is it's definitely one of the best aspects because it is a tune that gets in your head even when you have those years of your life that you're like, man, I really wish that had been a better movie. I was looking forward to that, but then that theme you hear it, and you're like, oh man, mm. it just exactly. gets you right here. 
<laughs> right in the it was right in the childhood, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Well put. Uh Paul, did it hit yeah. you right in the childhood too, the score, or did something else uh um, get you going? I don't know. <laughs> That's I'll leave I'm not gonna touch that. All um, right, fine. <laughs> what um, was something you liked one about of the things that, that was really surprising that I enjoyed was the cast. Uh mm-hmm. just everybody along I mean, he, yeah, we, we already mentioned Monica Geller in there and Lieutenant Paris, but even down mm-hmm. to like uh um uh like Meg Foster was in there, um, yeah, and yeah. Billy Barty Billy in Barty, there yeah. and then you gotta love Billy Barty. Don't don't yeah. forget Officer Strickland. Yes, yes, and especially yes. Uh, Lubick. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Officer Lubick. I mean, he comes in and... Nobody takes pot shots at Lubick. <laughs> All right, Pico, you want to play games? Let's play. I mean, James Tolkien. I mean, he... Mm-hmm. he unfortunately... I'm sorry, James. I met him in person. He's a lovely guy, at least when I met him. Um, <laughs> but he is a one-character note. And, <laughs> That's true. And he plays that so well. I wish there was more of him in so many other movies. I yeah. love his character that he plays that one note so well. He does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Slacker. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, yes, yeah. Frank Langella was yeah. amazing. I'm sure he- someone's gonna mention that. But yeah. uh, just he, and- he ruled that movie. That was Frank-, yeah. Frank Langella just stole the film. Yeah, he was so great. You know, I'll, I'll go ahead because that was one of my likes was Frank mm-hmm. Langella mm-hmm. just laying on so thick uh, as Skeletor chewing the scenery might be another way to put it. Just really, you could sense that he really enjoyed what he was doing yeah. and he's just really having fun with it. So that was very fun to see, and it 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 he felt like he felt like a classic cartoon villain come mm-hmm. to life. So I I really did enjoy that. It's interesting that I. A lot. I could see other people playing this and and mm. playing it over the top, but the yeah. way he played it, it still felt real within yes. that. Yeah. So it wasn't yeah, too yeah. over the top, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I, like, yeah, he did a masterful yeah. job in that walking uh, that line. Uh, uh, nah, he's a nice. master of the universe. Well, he wishes. <laughs> <laughs> and he's really he's got a one dimensional character. There's really one aspect of Skeletor the whole time, and yeah. he still plays it enough to where you like watching him. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Even when yeah. his that's one of the things I put as my likes at the beginning is he he makes a fantastic entrance with the havoc staff, slamming it down as he marches into Grayskull, yeah. just announcing <laughs> his presence and that great turn he does. Yeah, you, you compare his entrance to the movie compared to Dolph Lundgren, where it's just like he watches the message and Dolph Lundgren just kind of turns around. It's like, yeah, uh, hi, I'm He Man. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> it's like your entrance was bad, okay? Compared to Skeletor, I mean, go watch Raiders of the Lost Ark and watch how Indiana Jones is introduced to the audience. And like, that's how you should have stepped into this movie, yes, Dolph. Come yeah. on, that's fair. He seemed a little um, expendable. <laughs> love it uh, wow I think somebody broke him oh my gosh uh, he needs some old spice no sweat body spray right, right, right. Oh. I, I will tell you though as a kid watching this in the 80s in the middle of the, the cold war where uh-huh. russia was was like the number one enemy and he had just played a you know, uh, in Rocky Four, as yeah. the Russian, like the main, to yeah. all of a sudden see him switch and like, okay, I'm supposed to trust this guy as he's the <laughs> hero now. It, I mean, I mean, Dolph, I, I, I like seeing him on the screen. I think he 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 does fine. I can't imagine a better actor, but it it's hard to get used to in my brain for that. Yeah, just that switch. No, I get Although that. He looks the part, though. I mean, he I was about to say, look. I don't know who would play I, it better. See, yeah. I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. I, I'll just, I didn't. 
he didn't make my dislike list, but I feel like they're they're so I swear you could find another muscle man that looks more like He Man. They, like, they, Zach, they could have switched out that guy from like Superman four came out that year. So they could have oh, just oh, yeah. nuclear man yeah. like He Man. I could have seen him be it. I not switch the roles, the, put Dolphin yeah. Superman. And they were both canon films. Come yeah. on, this should have been easy. Yeah. They're the yeah, two films we all that broke canon. And it means <laughs> quality, doesn't it, folks? Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. it does. It's, oh, I know. Get um Chuck Norris. That's who could have been it. It would have been perfect. <laughs> what? I'm kidding, Paul. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> let's go back to Jeremy. So you had said Frank Langella. Was that your other like, or was there something else? Yeah, that enjoyed? was definitely on my like list was Frank Langella. I mean, the way he just threw himself into a role that could have been very cartoony, could have been mm-hmm. cheesy. It's very one-dimensional, but it's just a classic. And the other thing I mentioned was really just some of the casting. And he even got to throw in, like, his. Of course, we know Courtney Cox, but Ryan, uh, or sorry, not Ryan, but Robert Duncan McNeil, who later, of course, popped up on Star Trek Voyager. And I have to give him credit for being one of the producers. And I think writing and directing some episodes of one of my best shows ever, Chuck. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, did he? I don't think yes. I was. Yeah, yeah, he's nice. behind cool. the scenes. Now, which he does I was, a lot of behind the scenes. I was actually shocked with his performance in this movie. I think his acting was a little bit better in this movie than I've seen in Voyager, some of the episodes in Voyager. But... <laughs> Maybe it's because he wasn't like as like freaked out about things or something. It seems like in this film he's all like, "Oh, what's going on?" He's like, he's up on another another level. When Voyager, it's like, "Yeah, we're going through space again." All right, <laughs> are we still lost? Yes, we are. Yeah. Wow. So are we done with the Delta Quadrant? No. Nope. All right, we'll keep uh, on trucking. <laughs> all right, uh, James. What's something else that you enjoyed about this film? Oh, my other like was we, we've covered it a bit, but, but oh, it was Lubick. I mean, Officer. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's funny. We see him at a high school. Uh, like he must have switched from principal to officer and changed <laughs> yeah. his name. Exactly. But, it's, the, it's the same school. It's still yeah. Yeah. high. Yeah. But I love that he's the only one who makes the sensible decision at the end and stays in Eternia. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I mean, I, I get that. I get that the, you know, she. Uh, Courtney Cox got her parents back, but she didn't know that till she was yeah. at the last yeah. second. It's like, there's, yeah, yeah. well, we got to go home. Why are you going home? Yeah. yeah. She's Annie just tired. Yeah. I was almost like, wait, stop and think about this. Don't, I know you're exhausted from mm-hmm. this long journey. By the way, good journey. And, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm there with you. I, yeah. I, I would have stayed with Ludwig or, I mean, she, you know, in Eternia. She did leave her favorite to the to the neck pajamas. And <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. <laughs> but Ludwig, he's strange like, shores. I got, yeah. it's like, I got me a good woman. I don't know how that happened, but yeah, you're right. Like, hey, I got my babe. Hey. I got my. You know the ladies like the bald man, James. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) And I think there is some um, some lore that uh, if if I remember remembering my He Man canon right, I believe He Man's mom or Tila's mom. I think it's Tila's mom, who's the queen. Actually, was from Earth and like traveled over in a spaceship and landed in Eternia. Adam's mom, not Tila's mom, is the sorceress. Oh, wow. that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, but yeah, his mom was from Earth. Yeah, yeah. Now, some of the original canon was Eva Lynn, was known as Evelyn, was another astronaut on that ship. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, and and some of the also original concepts that was changed was Beastman was going to have been part of that crew, and he gets mutated somehow or another, but oh, they dropped that pretty quickly. That sounds hmm. interesting. Uh, yeah, it does. Now, it's still juggled up in the air in the mini comics if they were still keeping the idea that Evelyn was an astronaut and became Eva Lynn. 
they that didn't they didn't really feed into that even in the animated series, but the mini comics at least that was some of the original concepts. Yeah. So well, yeah, Paul, I, I nerd on this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, what's something you nerded out about this movie? <laughs> what, something something that I really uh, caught me by surprise and I really appreciated <laughs> being older was uh, the makeup that they used for Skeletor and Gwildor. Um, yeah. Mm. yeah. In this in this rendition, you can see Skeletor's eyes. Mm-hmm. That's fine. You get over yeah, it, kind of yeah. a yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. But but how the actors are still able to emote and like like with Gwildor eating and oh, yeah. like all the expressions that he's able to come through, like push through to through the screen through all that heavy makeup is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I I the only thing with Skeletor's thing, uh, it looks that, like like a cloth nose or something. Yeah, that, exactly. Yeah, that bothered me every yeah. single time. Yeah, because <laughs> I could see the yeah, the, essentially the cloth cover. It's, it's like exactly. they took the the Karate Kid uh, co- skeleton cost. No, wait, that was makeup on there. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. I, I and I don't know how you could do it better. I'm sure they yeah. would CG did this day. <laughs> Just cut off your nose, Frank DeLagilla. Yeah, Commit sure. to the part. Well, wow. you know, if they do a modern one, they can use some lot more computer, kind of Voldemort yeah. him and yeah. do, do it differently. But uh, yeah. another good example, uh, I'm going to throw somebody, not quite under the bus, but uh, Daniel Benedict made a fan film called The Fall of Grayskull. You can find it on YouTube. I'll warn you now, he's a horror fan, and so the violence is severe at points. But Excellent. he actually, you can still see Skeletor's <laughs> eyes. But uh, he actually did a really good job with the design of Skeletor, and it's very bony looking oh, there. Cool. So, uh, awesome. I will recommend that out to you. Plus, Daniel Benedict is just an awesome guy. Also, another, uh, I believe, a Christian guy, because he has taken photos of being down at the Eurasian Museum. So I'm like, oh, huh. so. Uh, cool. But he's he's actually doing a lot of films. He's got some horror movies he's directed, so I'm going to nice. throw his name out, out there so everybody can check out his stuff. Awesome. So Thank you, Jeremy. Um, I guess we'll end with one more thing I just li- or liked. <laughs> wow. <laughs> one more thing <laughs> I liked. Don't reveal too much. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get to our classic makers. And that would be, um, I really thought, I really loved that uh, the... This is toward the end, and it's just a moment, but I, I thought it was so cool how when they get transported, like they set up the the cosmic key that's busted, but they get all these the the octode refiners and the the Bosco Tesseract, whatever it's called. They get those together. <laughs> and a keyboard. And the yep. and a keyboard, yeah, excuse me. Uh and they, they play and they get to a train, but it's like very it's this huge sphere and it takes in a part of the wall and <laughs> half the car. Yeah. I just thought that was a great way to both have a fun like time travel element and also provide cover for when they're in this fight. I thought it was just a great dual yeah. Yeah. dual use. So I I, was, yeah. I really appreciate that. Visual storytelling and like uh, temporal storytelling, I suppose. Although, why did the car still stand up in Eternia? Like the wheels, like it, it, it was still straight. It was. It was. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You just ruined it for everybody, <laughs> right? <laughs> Sorry, it kept bugging me the whole time. I know. I was, it's, it, whatever yeah. Gwildor did to the car when he souped it up, because I don't even uh-huh. know where he got the parts to turn oh, the car to point. use a different yeah. fuel source and everything. Yeah. It's part of the technology Gwildor put in that it, it can hover now halfway. So yeah, yeah, I so think we'll he went that. to Radio Shack for that. <laughs> sure, must <laughs> have. If I could throw I mean, it in that's where you get whatever it. the fuel that he mentions, that's where you get it is Radio Shack. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, I, James. I, I don't love Gwildor, 
but mm-hmm. I, I hated I hated Orko so bad. I was oh, so really? happy he wasn't in the movie. Oh, oh see, I was disappointed Orko wasn't in the movie. I'll get to more of that later. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, Jeremy's like <laughs> over. I, I, I Here, him. Uh, let's I take a moment, Jeremy. <laughs> we're we're in likes section, so yeah. I, I'm going to take a pause before we. Um, get to classmakers real quick i'm curious what is your favorite either you can choose don't you don't get two but choose one or the other your favorite he-man character or your favorite favorite he-man toy so paul i'm gonna start with you for some reason i can't explain it even to this day i'm like really but i for some reason i really liked ram man i I don't know (laughs) maybe i had a lot of aggression like i thought it was cool to like bust through walls and like Uh He didn't need to raise his sword. He was always ready to go. (laughs) (laughs) I liked Ram Man too, but I think just because I had the toy. Yeah, Uh, the toy is fun too. Legit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Jeremy, how about you? Uh, I feel like I need to go grab my Ram because I've got the current Ram Man and I do have a classic Ram Man back there. Uh, Golly, the favorite of the toys because I love them all. I mean, I'm just your favorite character, either or. Wow. Because I was always just a big fan of He Man himself, but I do always did love Orko. Orko, who was basically introduced in the filmation series. Mm -hmm. uh, And it was was a fun toy, actually, because he had like the pull. zip thing where oh, you get like this little spinning metal thing so it'd make yeah. him just run randomly around oh, that's cool uh, okay although the the current or- orco toys i think look a lot better and they've got him mm. where he's got like a, a hover thing where you, ma- yes. if you mount him he looks like he's actually hovering so oh, that's yeah. cool so yeah i love dorco okay I, i'm and sorry man i'm James? sorry I, <laughs> okay. I, I apologize remember i was i was 13 i was becoming yeah, I, I was cynical i was i was i was becoming a cynical teenager i was like <laughs> I didn't like Snarf and Thundercats either. It was like well, I didn't like with that one. Okay. Didn't like the mascots. I was kind of against the mascots. But oh. if I, well, if I had to pick someone, I, I mean, Skeletor is obviously cool. But yeah. uh, favorite action figure, I always thought Panthor. Oh, oh the Which Skeletor Thundercat. Yeah, wait. he's a Thundercat, but he's no, no, still no. cool. Oh, wait, 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 no, no. I'm talking. Then, then you can help me, Jeremy. It's Skeletor's cat. Oh, oh, the purple, oh, the purple cat. one. The purple one. Yeah, I don't uh, know his name. Look good. Yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. Panthor. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good job, Jeremy. Yeah, right. the, the Thundercat one was. Uh, yeah. What's his name? It's something Panther. Pan- but Panthro. 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 Okay. Instead of Panthor. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, I do have a Panthor up. How on did the wall we not realize well. that as kids? Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, honestly, I don't remember the the purple cat in the cartoons that much. Did they ever yeah. have it? I they, don't think Panther ever made it to the they cartoon. They did, but it was very like yeah, very couple little. scenes, very yeah. small. I think maybe in the later cartoon. They maybe, did like yeah, a 90s they cartoon. They were trying to push the toys yeah. probably. Yeah. Yeah. Well, awesome guys. So those are our favorite toys or characters. Now let's get into our favorite things about this movie. Uh, Paul, I'm going to start with you. What was your favorite thing about um, Masters of the Universe? James uh, took off with it right away, and that was the music for me by really? Bill Conti. Yeah, guys, it's okay. the best thing about this film. <laughs> All right, okay. In my opinion, in your opinion, yeah. Uh, is there was there a certain? In case I'm putting this under under our, us talking about, was there a certain theme? Okay, or if anybody part? goes online and and finds the soundtrack, just listen to like the ending credits. I think it's like ending He Man's Triumphant and Infin- and ending credits. Uh-huh. It's it's a longer song, but it has like all the themes in there. Oh, so, cool! Yeah. It's like an overture of yeah. all. Yeah, very cool. Okay, awesome. Uh, let's go to Jeremy next. What was your favorite thing? Your classic maker for Masters of the Universe. 
I, you know, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but I'm still leaning on the performance of Frank Langella. Oh, okay, okay. Like, he yeah, was yeah. just, it he, was great. He just threw himself into a part that really he, he didn't have a lot to work with, but he just seemed to be like he was having such a great time. Mm-hmm, I mean, if, mm-hmm. if not that, it's got to have been, uh, and I think I have to really think back. It's been a long time since I had Gary Goddard on the show, but like all the, they poured a lot of money into that Castle Grayskull interior set. And it is mm. actually a really cool looking. It is. Even yeah. with the, you can tell the parts that are um, matte paintings that sort of like the, mm-hmm. that make it look like it goes deep, but it's still, I still think they pulled it off pretty yeah. well. So I'm somewhere in between on the, like either Franklin Jill's performance or just that set was just really cool. Mm hmm. I mean, it didn't match what we expected because Crassel Grayskull is meant to look spooky and scary because it's disguising all the hidden power inside. But, you know, it just gave a completely different (laughs) feel uh, to the throne room. And just, I don't know, it was otherworldly and kind of sci-fi, kind of Star Wars. But it it was just really cool. Awesome. Very good. Excellent. You are too easily pleased, Evil Lynn. Uh, Evil James, what is your favorite thing about this? Well, Well, I was going to go with Frank Langella, and I'll try Uh, not to geek out a little bit on that just to echo everybody's statements. But but really, what actually watching the movie again, something Mm -hmm. I'd kind of forgotten. It's not just Frank Langella, but I actually just played a clip that that plays right into it. It's the Shakespearean-style souring relationship between Skeletor and Evil Lynn. Yes. First of all, Frank Langella, Meg Foster, the best actors that are, they're in a completely different uh, film than the rest of the cast. In my that's opinion. true. I, uh, I, think <laughs> I, I think I have to stop you there. It's, it's uh, Frank Langella and Christy Alley, obviously. <laughs> that's what <laughs> it always reminds me of. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> You know those no, aren't con- those aren't contacts either. Those yes, are those I, yeah, I read yeah. that. I didn't yeah, realize yeah, wow. it, but man, uh, they but got, again good casting because yes. uh, I mean she doesn't look like the cartoons or the figure, but she nailed that part. She did, yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, go back to their souring relationship, James. Yeah, but and it's, it's I do want to mention it's clear that Langella loves it. In fact, I looked, uh, I did some reading. Like his kid loved He Man. Oh, okay. And was running around saying, I have the power. So he, and when he called, he's like, I want this role. I want Aww, it so bad. That's like awesome. he loved it and relished it. And I think like, and so, but he and her, like, it was just kind of fascinating. I, his Ascension speech still owns, by the way. Uh, but I forgot <laughs> that kind of weird relationship in chemistry. In fact, I, one of the things I remembered being my favorite scene was where the execution of Sarod. Mm-hmm. And or he, he quotes Richard the Third. He's like, "I'm not in the giving vein this day," and like blasts him <laughs> and stuff. Yes. Um, oh, is that the lizard guy? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Oh, I yeah, thought yeah. you were talking about Lord of the Rings. Okay. Yeah, I got a little confused there too. <laughs> That's Sauron. Sauron. Yeah. yeah. No, no, but but that scene opens. He's like got he's like got her head in his hands, yeah. and they're having this weird tender moment. And yeah. But then, like a minute later, he's soured by her and kind of like sends her off. And, yeah. and I like, but she's not frightened of him at all. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like everybody else kind of cowers back and she's just got that icy, icy it's blue. Interesting that you glare. can see the subtext. He's playing her and she's playing him. Like yeah. they're they're in they're playing their right. own game. Was she yeah. playing him? I thought she was I, trying to be loyal to him. I, well, I, I, yes, but playing him in a way like when things got heated up, she found a way out, always had an exit ready. Uh, so oh. she, her number one is still herself. <laughs> Yeah. Well, see, but, I, I kind of felt like she got soured on him when yeah, like, it, it think, becomes it becomes obvious that. she's not that he's not she's not as important to him as maybe she hoped or thought. Yeah. Uh, so, yes. so then there is like at the end, she's just 
See, uh, subtext always confuses me. Yeah. <laughs> peace yeah. out, right? She abandons him at the end. Exactly. Right. And there's I, always I, been this subtext that they had some sort of other relationship. And I, I like the uh, the 2000 X series they call it, where they had before he becomes Skeletor and he's still got his face on. He's Keldor, and that they have some sort of relationship before oh, you know all this. Um, so it's it's kind of nice. You still kind of feel like you have this relationship, but there's also that bet where part of Evil Lynn's character is she's always looking for a way. She knows she's not as powerful as Skeletor, but she wants c- control of what he has. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And she'll play it. And she, even in the old filmation series, she would, if she got an opportunity to do something on her own, she would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then when she'd That's fail, right. she'd act like, oh, I was doing this for you, Skeletor. And sorry, <laughs> He Man showed up, you know. <laughs> but she was, you know, always one step ahead. She might have in some ways been smarter than Skeletor. She just wasn't as powerful as he was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I well, she's that. smart enough to bail at the end. So, yeah. Exactly. oh, yeah. I, and I think at age 13, I may have been crushing on Evil Inn a little bit. But, <laughs> That's fair. While watching the movie back then. So. I, I, I could see that. I could see yeah. that. Um, one thing that I was crushing on for this what was my classmaker. And you, you sort of hinted at it a little bit, uh, Jeremy. But I thought the, the makeup and the special effects in this hold up surprisingly well. I, right. Even though yeah. there, there's a lot of like kaleidoscope like lights flashing when they're going through the vortex, but I think the way they used it, they implemented it really well, and it was very effective for like going through worlds. And then I really enjoyed, yeah, like the, the makeup of, so it's Sarod, not Sauron, which me and Paul were mishearing, but yeah. Sarod, that lizard guy. I hate that he died first because I thought he's the coolest <laughs> one way. of the new guys. No way. Truth. All the new people were lame except Blade. He was amazing. Uh, no, no. <laughs> I, get, pretty cool I, will, yeah. I will get to all that a little bit later. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I thought Triclops. Um, we will get to it. Don't you worry. <laughs> no, I'm with you, Francisco. His, he even had those, like, he could pop yeah, out. The, his, yes, the yeah. sacks out. Yeah. Which I is thought, great if you want a Predator film or something. Or, <laughs> and his reg- toy had sparks out of the mouth. I mean, come on. Yeah. Regardless, I thought the the way they did the makeup, like like we were saying with Skeletor, um, that, that oozing wound that, uh, uh, oh, yeah. uh, that Ooh, Courtney Cox gets. I forget yeah. what's her name. Um uh, uh Jules? Some, Julie. Julie 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 yeah um played by Courtney Cox uh I, yeah I thought the the contraption of the cosmic key I thought that was always really interesting and in how it opens and stuff so yeah. I, I thought all of that was the practical effects the practical yeah. effects the the special effects I thought it all really really amplified the movie uh yeah. so good that was my classic maker um but you know what there are things that weren't so great about this yeah. film and we're gonna have to get to the sorry guys we're into the my notes and i thought i had gone through all my likes but i'm sorry there's one more thing i just have to say Uh-oh. i have to get this out because it's really it's on my heart to to share with you all and that's the cell cast the Cellcast hosts by Jacob and Drew review animated movies and TV shows, discussing what they appreciate about the medium in whatever form it takes. <clears throat> Whether it is traditional hand-drawn animated movie, a claymation shorts, or a 3D CGI series, check out some animated reviews when you subscribe to The Cellcast at thecellcast.podbean.com. And don't forget, Cell is spelled with a C and a single L at thecellcast.podbean.com. That's great, Francisco. And I think I know where you're going with this, but 
What does Masters of the Universe, the movie, live action, have to do with the Cellcast? Well, Paul, uh, what it has to do with Masters of the Universe is Masters of the Universe is an an- was originally an animated series, and the Cellcast covers animated series, so it's like that. That that's a, a like for this movie. How about some trivia, Paul? Would you like some <laughs> trivia about <laughs> Masters of the Universe? I think so. What do you think, Marco? <laughs> Did you all realize that Mattel, the toy company that produced the original He-Man toys, ran a contest where the winner would get a role in the in this new He-Man film in Masters of the Universe? The, oh, I wanted w- to win that so bad. <laughs> oh, the, yeah. the winner, Richard Spon- Sponder, I'm probably getting your name wrong, Richard, sorry, is uh, plays Pig Boy, who's <laughs> the one who hands Skeletor his staff when he returns from Earth. Uh, he ha- was even listed in the ending credits. Yeah. My question to you all is, if you won a contest to play any character from He-Man in a Masters of the Universe sequel, and there never was a sequel, but there was going to be one, if you could be any character in a Masters of the Universe sequel, what character would you play? Um, It could be a main character, it could be secondary, it could be just, uh, you know, off, just uh, extra, whatever you want. Well, who would you play? Let's start with Paul. Um... Since Robert Duncan McNeil is behind the scenes now, I I would give it a shot at at playing Kevin Corgan in his later <laughs> years. I mean, both Robert and I don't look like him in the younger years, so yeah. might as well. Yeah, and you could bring in his younger brother Billy Corgan. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. So yeah, that's rough. Although Courtney Cox looks a lot older than me right now, so maybe <laughs> that wouldn't work too well. Anyway, okay, so you have been Kevin Corrigan, is what you're saying? Yeah, in the okay. remake, and the, in the this is not a remake. This is a no, sequel, this is a right? Sequel. So yeah. it's yeah. later on. All right. Okay, yeah. Okay, James, how about you? Well, I mean, you know, I do have. I would, you know, part of me would like to pull up the hood and, uh, you know, oh, do me some Skeletor. Skeletor, and nice. And such, oh, that but, would be cool. But Franklin, I I would never be able to live up to Franklin Jella. Like I would be better. No, I don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. But I. But so since since he's probably aged beyond what the sequel would work, I I would try to gruff myself up and go for some Lubick though. I'm just saying. Oh, there you go. Yes. <laughs> I think yes. I, 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 I certainly can't get super. I could get Lubick buff. I can't get uh, He-Man buff. So. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I don't know. Be careful, James. Your ego's writing checks. Your body can't cash. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Um, and you're both named James. So, yeah. Yeah, that works. It's perfect. Uh, how about, and you, Jeremy, who would you be? Yeah, and I tried to think logically about this. I'm like, okay, I'm 46. I'm overweight. There's no way I'm going to look like any other character. But I can motion capture and voice some version of Orko. And do this. <laughs> so I there can totally go. play Orko. So you could be Orko. All right. Love yes, it. Good. I like it. Love it. I'm hey very, Francisco, very cool. how about you? Oh me, uh, I'm a He Man, obviously. Hobby. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd be Ram Man. He's oh, so yeah, short and stout. I think I could be Ram Man. Yes, All absolutely. Right. Cool. Just like yeah. a little teacup. Short. <laughs> oh my gosh! Great trivia, Francisco. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> and now that we've all had some trivial fun, let's find out what memories you, our awesome rewinders, had about Masters of the Universe. All right. Uh, Jordan, McD- Jordan McDaniel starts of, starts us off by saying, loved it as a kid. Haven't seen it in almost 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. 
Patrick Edwards says the musical tone getting struck in my stuck in my head. Also the sequel teaser that never came. Let's pause there. I want to talk about that unless we're going to talk about it later. Um, you know what? I, let's pause, pause there and say, Bobo, how, how dare you with this? What? Uh, mini he man, like mini me from Austin Powers. I'm not a mini me. <laughs> For Dolph Lundgren. Well, you're not as tall as him. That doesn't matter. I've seen the pixel art. You're short. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Bob on that. Uh, Kirkpatrick Pallant says nostalgic. Uh, Dustin Warford says still waiting for a sequel and hoping it will be just as awfully good as this incredibly Mm -hmm. awfully entertaining movie. (laughs) (laughs) Michael Fraley says, oh, I watched that not long ago. That was uh, an experience, I guess. <laughs> Creative liberties were taken. On the positive note, I would say that the Skeletor makeup was something special. Indeed, indeed. Uh, Wardell White says, Classic Maker, being 14 when this movie came out in theaters in early August, just two weeks after Superman 4 and two weeks before I began my freshman year at high school. Tragic Maker, Dolph Lundgren as He-Man exclaiming twice, I have the power! <laughs> Dolph wasn't impressive as the most powerful man of the universe, but he was all right given that he really didn't say much. I had more fun watching Frank Langella as Skeletor. Overall, I wouldn't call it a classic, but it was and still is a very fun and enjoyable little action movie that is far from the tragic. J.S. Earl says he remembers that, quote, I have avoided it like influenza. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Who Will Save Generation X podcast says, this movie is all about Gwildor, a.k.a. Pick and Save Orko. Hashtag (laughs) tragic. (laughs) Oh, Jeremy Shields is in here. Oh, whoa. Wow, who's that guy? I don't know. He has the same name as Jeremy here. Uh, I interviewed the director, Gary Goddard, on my show. He recently posted about about how She-Ra was almost in the movie. Oh, cool. So um, what, what's the name of your show that people should... I mean, uh, what do you know the name of this Jeremy show that people should check out? <laughs> yeah, it's got the... It's, he's a handsome man, this Jeremy Shields guy. Oh, wow. okay. okay. Totally good looking. He's better looking than even me, the Spider-Man. Wow, maybe amazing. he could okay. play He-Man. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he should. Uh, a fat He-Man. There you go. Uh, Neverland is a fandom nexus, and you have to go back. I think it was like episode 360-something where Gary Goddard is on. But if you follow him on Facebook, he shares a lot of set photos uh, oh, cool. frequently, and he had like the original artwork of what She-Ra was going to look like oh, in the film. Oh, and then cool. he had the page out of the script where she was, she was going to be at the beginning of the film. And I guess at one point he said, She-Ra was going to be the one captured instead of the sorceress. And we, oh, we, we didn't see She-Ra inside there. Mm. And then they thought, well, okay, well, well, maybe we'll save that. When we get to do the sequel, we'll bring She-Ra in then. And then, of course, we didn't get that sequel. Yeah. yeah. But how um, cool would that have been? That getting the She-Ra cool. movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you all for sharing your memories. And you know, it sounds like uh, Who Will Save Generation X and GS Rolls sort of kick us into the things we didn't like so much, or they didn't, they thought there were reasons not to like this movie. So let's talk about what we didn't like about Masters of the Universe. Travis? Worst books. And I will start us off, guys, <laughs> with pretty much the opening of the movie. You know, the, let's start at the beginning. A wonderful place to start. <sighs> okay. You guys like Bill Conti, but fine. You like Bill Conti, but Bill Conti, if you're going to, if you're going to start a Masters of the Universe movie, 
your opening theme needs to be at least as good as Yes. It's not often I will say this, but I 100% agree with you. Thank you. Thank you. I do. The podcast has spoken. I do think Bill Conti's music is amazing, but it's not as good. As the tune from the original th- the yes. theme song of the cartoon. Mm. I mean, I think he could have just amp- done an orchestral version of that. Wouldn't I think that would have been, been amazing. amazing. Yeah. It would have been great. Yeah. Um, and if if he's like, no, I want to do my own thing, fine. Then you got to make it as good or better. You but, can't just okay. be worse. In my this, opinion, it was worse. I'm, I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm going to take a little... I'm going to step on the soapbox a little bit. But... <laughs> And, and trash all over Hans Zimmer and the likes, because <laughs> when you redo a theme like Superman and stuff, the reason why they keep coming back to John Williams and other renditions is because it's better. Yeah, I mean, you look at John the Williams. Batman theme, you know, that that um, Danny Elfman Yeah, yeah. They keep coming back yes. to it because yep. it's better than what they've come up with, with the, you know, the Christopher Nolan stuff and all that stuff. So movie makers... If you even remaking a movie, let alone the theme, whatever you're remaking, make sure it's at least better. Yes. The standard is Ocean's Eleven. That remake was better than the original. Oh, oh, yeah. Because there was like a 50s version of it. With the Rat Pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all that. Yes, yes. So, all right. End of soapbox. Okay. (laughs) I'll just stay out of this one. (laughs) I know there's a lot of people that disagree with me. The question but, becomes, is it better because of the nostalgia and the memories you have no. of the original theme? So I, I so listen to that. Music is not subjective. Remake, it I is have. literally better. That's <laughs> the no, truth. Yes, I'd say it is too. But, so, you know. Here's the thing. I, I listened to that opening, and then I immediately went to, I paused, went to YouTube. I'm like, uh, okay, I need to listen to the He-Man one, because maybe I'm no, misremembering. No, you're going to no. ruin the, it's, no wonder you don't so like Bill better. Conti's score. It's so much better. <laughs> Like I said, a lot of his score was good. I think it serviced the movie very well. But it, you, when you, when you, you gotta start, you start good and you end good. The middle could be whatever, but you gotta, you gotta hit the, the yeah, stick the game and the landing. <laughs> James, you right. want to at least give a peek to the other side? <laughs> I just, I, I just, in my head, all I hear is it's cheesy yeah there we go it's just it's like it's good it's what make pizza is good all right seriously our hero is a mostly naked guy uh with a sword you can go with cheesy yeah that's true now the now the bellowing voice at the beginning like who like there's nothing more masculine than that that sort of opening rip where he announces it like that it opens great oh yeah i'll give you the chorus bridge whatever you want to call it that that is kind of lame but the is a great stinging ending you can't and even and even the even even that's a Put a full orchestra behind it. I I, I admit if that could yeah. probably sound awesome. Yeah, like, like yes. take it out of the synthesizer or whatever that exactly. was. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So yeah, yeah. they, they right. could have fair, gone. Fair. You know the toy commercials. But all they had was he man, he man. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and then they start talking, and Kirk Cameron would come out and show Skeletor his father. He, Skeletor is his enemy. Wow. <laughs> Here's the deep dive trivia: Kirk Cameron, the very first Master of the Universe toy commercial. That's nice. cool. So you're saying awesome. He Man had some growing pains? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Love it. No, I, and then I think Kirk Cameron, uh, you know, left behind He Man. <laughs> uh. <laughs> wow, that's <laughs> funny, man. James, I, I was what making going to make a fireproof joke, but I'm not oh if he was in fireproof. Or not. 
James, what would you have left behind in this movie? You didn't like it so much. That's very courageous of you, Jerry. Oh, gosh. He wasn't in Courageous. No. Yeah, I guess Fireproof was the one he was in. Yeah, he was in Fireproof. All right. Sorry, I ruined it. Okay, James, what do you like about Master of the Universe? Uh, so there's the opposite of Skeletor is He-Man, and the opposite yes. of Frank Langella is Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. Watching, <laughs> watching, yeah. watching it this say so he seems bored. He yeah. really does. Yeah. He seems, and, and he seems uninterested in the role. It's like it's not just flat or wooden. He there's scenes, it looks like he he feels annoyed being there. <laughs> I could see that, yes. <laughs> I don't know on the, the case, opposite I could see that. spectrum, I would rather have him that than too happy to be here. I'm here. <laughs> I'm He-Man. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I guess, I, I think, contrasting him with Frank Langella, I, I'll borrow <laughs> the line from Evil Lynn in the movie. Outclassed is more like it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yes. Absolutely. Very good fit there. Yes. <laughs> uh Jeremy, what wasn't such a good fit for you about this movie? Uh, this is still going to be my number one tragedy. Is why wait, 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 wait. Say, say, save your okay. worst thing. They save the worst. Okay, for the, for the end. For your tragedy. Build up this to it. Build up minor yeah. and get my, worse. Yeah. My smallest nitpick. Yes, as smallest yes. as I can go is the way Tila holds a gun. <laughs> oh my gosh! When she stands <laughs> up and shoots, she's like the she, biggest target. Like how she doesn't get hit is amazing. Lucky, if anything, and then yeah. she comes down and says, "Woman at Woman arms. arms," and it's like you just Mugging got lucky. Camera. You're not yeah. all that bad. Like all... she's, she's all like two fingers on the trigger button, elbows out. She looks like a five year old playing with a toy gun. I mean, I will say, oh. yeah, I agree with that. But even like He Man, all the characters, pretty much except for the not stormtroopers shooting from the hip, you're not going to hit anything. You shoulder it up to aim yeah. down no, the sights. What are you doing? No. You're that good. You don't need to do that. Oh you my gosh. Okay, Paulster, whatever. Yeah. I've seen enough see. Wild West shows. The left arm is steady. The right arm we're holding on. That, that one works so much too. better than this. Sure. No, yeah. see, Eternian musculature is different. No, oh, no. oh, oh yeah. okay. I didn't realize this, James. Okay. I, I wasn't, I, I, I didn't <laughs> go to yeah. anatomy school for Eternius. So, all right. <laughs> uh, wow. Uh, Paul, what's something you didn't care for about this film? It was actually that moment where she stood up. <laughs> I liked her. I liked the actress. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I wish I could have seen more of her yes. like in this movie as Tila. that character. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I thought she was a good Tila. I just thought that moment just was like, it just, it soured it. Yeah. For, you know? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, Almost as bad as Avengers Endgame, where all the females had to get all together for that one shot. That that's her mugging at the camera for woman at arms. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. same level it, of like it, it didn't. It felt like it, it takes you out of the movie in, yeah. in that way. It's not just like a natural part of the movie. It's not realistic. Yeah, not that this movie's <laughs> never mind. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> realistic. Otherwise, a very realistic equation. movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, wow. Uh, let's go back to James. What's something else you didn't like? Okay, I, I know you talked about how the the effects actually held up, and I, and I I agree that okay. there's a lot of them that are fun to look at, but mm -hmm. the frisbee speeder scene just does not work. <laughs> oh my! A hundred percent agree. That is so dumb, especially when it's like they're like, here's here's a speeder, here's a guy on it, and they're going like this, and they're not falling off at all. I'm like, yeah. up, he's upside down at one point. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. That's like, that's, how did? That's How did that work? Eternian technology. I liked it because it looked actually like a real toy. And I thought it was a marketing mm. for a toy that they and okay. they never came out with it. 
but here's the I, thing. There's no, they're not, uh, if you want to say eternity as something, but fine, but they're not on eternity. So I feel like right. they have to go with human, the earth physics. Or just make them look more interesting than a garbage lid, right? Yeah. I mean, they, they like have like a surfboard or something a little more yeah. that it could have been. I, I mean, it almost felt like they were riffing on the Return of the Jedi speeder bikey kind of chase. Yeah. 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 Pull that off with a, with a Golden Globus Canon budget. And it was just, it just looked. Janky. Especially when He Man was on him, like yeah, they, yeah. they yeah. should have just traded that out for a different action sequence. And that exactly. Although I nice. thought it was one of the better action sequences. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? Okay. All right. That's fair. they did improve on that with the the 2003 animated series. They brought those back, mm. and oh, actually, wow. they actually made oh, it work they? in the cartoon. But they didn't do anything upside down. You know, <laughs> they made it where you could fall off. Okay. So. You know what I miss? We're talking about vehicles right now. I miss it's it's the dumbest thing. But in in the cartoon, in the original like uh, A's cartoon, they had this like uh, transporter where it's like it looked like you were sat in a dragon's head, and yeah. then the legs extended oh, out, and then you would move forward, and then it'd flip around and yep. go forward. <laughs> that was a you cool. You look perplexed, it was, James. It was James. it was silly, but it was a. Cool I know you toy. didn't watch the cartoon. I remember the dragon head, but I don't remember like uh, how the, the function around. was there. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. it's a weird way of move, but I, I, it would be cool if they brought something like that back. But anyway. Um, I think we've wasted enough time. Never think while you're hungry. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> I like Man Arms. He seemed very much like a grizzled veteran guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Jeremy, what's something you didn't like, though? Okay, so I'm not going to go to my top number one bad. No, that'll be yet. next. Uh, that, no. But I've got uh, my next one is the fact that we have invented uh, bad guys. Like we had Beast Man and Evelyn. That's nice. But then who the heck is Karg? Who the heck is Sauron? Although Sauron was cool and Blade was still kind of cool. I mean, Blade could easily have been Triclops, but maybe they couldn't figure out how the actor would be able to see through a visor. I think it was uh, just too expensive. Yeah. Trapjaw should have been able to get in there. And Trapjaw would have been much better than uh, than Sorod. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, th- that at least gets some basic. And throw Merman in somewhere, you know? Yeah. I, just, I wanted to see more of the actual characters. And maybe even from the heroes, uh, I'm, I'm going to hint at something else. If we'd have stayed on Eternia, maybe Ram Man could have shown up, or yeah. Stratos, or yes. heck, even Mechaneck. Yeah. yeah. But no, we had to go to Earth. But yeah, yeah. I'm hinting but and not not this troll doll bathed in acid. Like yeah. Karg was the nastiest looking, weirdest Afro. I don't know what they were going with with Karg, hey, but he's hey like, guys, can we stop talking about this right now? Because you're kind of stepping on something. Yeah, <laughs> save it, mainly, Francisco. We, we got these side characters and not more characters that we were familiar yes. with from the animated yeah. series and from the toys. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's definitely was something. Although I. I will say having Skeletor kill Trapjaw or something would have been bad. Right. So yeah. having Sorod in there as being like, well, he's, you know, you're not familiar with him. You don't mind if he gets nuked. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah, so yeah. You need a throwaway that, character. That's needed right. a throwaway. So I, I understand that. I, I was sad the troll, whiny troll doll didn't get it. Yeah, Karg <laughs> should have been the one getting toasted totally. You guys are horrible. Yeah. We can, we'll, don't worry, guys. You'll have more. We could say more about this. Let's oh, move oh, on. Don't though. worry, Francisco. We're saying it <laughs> now. Oh, we, you don't have we to. We got more to say. <laughs> I did predict tragic wow. after all. <laughs> Paul. Yeah. What wasn't your tragic maker, but something that was tragic. For um, you. you go into this movie expecting a movie about He-Man and it's he, He-Man goes to Earth, which is fine <laughs> for a, a goofy movie sequel. A fish out of water kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. If you, the first film about He Man should be a, a movie about He Man in, 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 in Eternia. Yeah. You know, and and so like the the whole plot, like a lot, and 
and I'm sorry, yeah, the, there are several plot things that just didn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. And and just the overall plot, just it's like, this is what you go for? Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand going to Earth. It's, it's people who've never seen it, something that they can relate to. I understand Budget. why, but I, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, uh, but I don't think it works for its initial film. Yeah. We could have and had the I'm, hero's journey of Prince Adam, but we got this. Well, exactly. That ex- would have been amazing. So here's what I'm, here's what I'll say to that. If and here's Francisco's fabulous fan fiction. It's fabulous. Um, I will say that uh, that was going to be my next like is that or dislike is that why is there no Prince Adam? I feel like that is a nice sort of um, uh, a nice uh, corollary. Uh, to or juxtaposition, whatever fancy word you want to say, to He Man, that you have this this character that very much like Clark Kent, that people are just like don't think is any, very special or what have you. I thought it would have been cool if He Man's great. I love the like muscle, and I'm here with the power. I, I have the power, all that. I thought it would have been really cool if they just foregoed the whole Kevin and uh, what's her name, Tiffany, Monica. Jenny, whatever. Yeah, Monica Geller. <laughs> foregoed <laughs> those characters. Let her go start a restaurant somewhere and go away. <laughs> and gave and gave that story element. Let's say they do get trapped on Earth. What if Prince Adam, in that form, he's actually a song maker, much like Daniel from the Bible was a king, but also wrote music. I thought that would be more interesting. Slow and out. boring. What did you do? You every <laughs> I think that would be more interesting, though, for that character to also use Prince Adam. I think that would have been uh, nice. Yeah, I think they were trying to borrow from like the original mini comics where he actually started with this barbarian who happens to save the goddess, uh, which is basically green Tila. And she gives him the the sword and the harness, which the harness is what enhances his strength and makes him the guardian of Grayskull. Uh, So I I think they were going with that where he was just some random barbarian who just happened to be named He-Man. Which my jaded 13 year old self like that. They, like I liked Conan the Barbarian. I, yeah, like, yes. I, I, liked Bar- I liked I liked Thundar the Barbarian. Yeah, okay, yeah. Thundar. Well, Thundar <laughs> wanted to be He Man. He Man was meant to actually be Conan because you cannot sell toys to an R rated movie yeah. back in 1980. So, so my whole thing when the cartoon came out was why do, this is not a superhero? Why do we have an alter ego at all? Like I I, I didn't like that oh. in the cartoon. So mm-hmm. so then I didn't miss it in the movie. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, but I've already fair. I've already thrown myself under the uh, the fan bus and, and admitted <laughs> I didn't like the cartoon. So so that whole that whole element of Prince Adam. Not have been in this, I didn't care for. But I get if you didn't care for the cartoon, that wouldn't have mattered much. Yeah. So I totally yeah. get that. Yeah. Um, but now let's get we don't into need Adam in this. <laughs> our tragic makers. I'm gonna go ahead and just start. You guys already sort of walked all over it. Oh. <clears throat> but man, I hated how there wasn't more of the original Rogues Gallery from yeah. He Man. What? I'm shocked. <laughs> Uh-huh. Continue. What <laughs> do you tell, mean? Tell me more. Unpack yeah, that. I promise <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> unbox it, baby. I so I understand. I can understand. At least this is why I hope they were they were thinking with this is that okay? Let's make a bunch of new characters so we can sell more toys because yeah. people are kids are going to love this movie. We could get so many more toys. And they instead. did. Well, they made toys of it. I don't. Yeah, but here's the thing: you can make. Toy, like movie versions of the characters that then just sell those as toys, and it's like, oh, I want to get the toy, the movie version of this if it's cool. I don't, I don't think it made sense to uh, make all these new characters. Yeah, maybe one, like you said, to get rid of uh, Sarod as a throwaway. But why Sarod? Why not? Stupid looking 
Dumb Kark. Oh, I hate looking at him right. every single moment he's on screen with this big hair. You don't need that much hair. Get out of my face. And doesn't it look great you, in the blue screen or the green hair. screen? <laughs> <laughs> So ugly. And then I couldn't tell if he had two hooks or one hook. I think it's just one hook and then a dagger. But it's like, what what do you think? Who are you trying to prove to yourself? You're no good. Just go away. Go away. He's one of Skeletor's finest. (laughs) Apparently because he lived, but gosh. So I hated hit that character especially. But I thought I thought you have a thing against ugliness. <laughs> Which is funny because I look at it every morning in the mirror. No, I was just kidding. Oh, um, oh. oh yeah, I should yeah, watch like self deprecating. Actually, like very that. good to look at your sin so deeply. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh boy! Wow! Bring it, bring it back around. I, I like this ah, ball. Thank you, Dragon Walker. Somebody in the chat got it. Dragon. Oh Walker, my gosh, Dragon uh, Walker. Good job. Yes. Thank um, you, Rushmore show. Yeah. So. So that's the thing I didn't. That was my tragic maker for Masters of the Universe. Uh, Jeremy, what did what was your you've been waiting? What was the thing you hid most about this film? As Paul was saying, why in the world were we ever on Earth? Uh, okay, the, the yeah. The only time yeah. I could have seen maybe on Earth is if we wanted to really do some backup origin and make it part of the story. I would love to have seen maybe the launching of uh, of Marlena. And maybe yeah. have Evelyn yeah. with her to become Evelyn. Yeah, yeah that would have been cool. Plot. Launch to get us from Earth. Yeah, get us there. Then we could even kind of quickly montage our way from a young Adam. Maybe even hint at his sister being stolen away by Hordak. So there's yeah. your sequel mm-hmm. set up a little bit, montage yeah. away, and then the hero's journey of Adam bringing all these other characters. Because if you stay on Eternia, you have opportunity to introduce these characters. Maybe even pull from the cartoon and have oh, what, what was that giant dragon's name from the cartoon? It was really cool. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, Elliot from Peach Dragon. <laughs> Drago. 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 by Sean Connery. They finally made a toy of that character in, in more recent years. I think Super 7 made it because oh, nice. it's a really cool. He pops up in like three episodes. This big giant dragon who doesn't really trust humans, but He-Man helps him. So he's like, I, I'm kind of cool with He-Man, but don't oh, cool. come in here. It's rude hmm. to come in here unannounced. He's he's a very interesting character. So, But yeah. there's all these side characters they came up with the, in the animated series. There's so many different toys that you could have. We could have seen Ram Man or Stratos yeah, and yeah. Buzz Off even. Buzz Off, who's got the most ridiculous name. I don't know how you'd excuse that in a movie. But still, you know, there's you know, so often, much that could have been done. Often my fabulous fan fictions are the most fabulous, but... I will have to uh, concede that Jeremy's right here is Dex uh, uh, level above mine. So oh, congratulations. Thank you. Um, I mean, you got to see, you want to see Hercules before you see Hercules goes to New York. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. All right. Let's go to, uh, see James go to New York or maybe mm. the tragic maker for this film instead. Grand Amir. Thank you, Rushmore Show. Oh, that's oh. the name of the dragon? Oh, that's right. I thought he dragon. mistyped something there. <laughs> <laughs> that's the name of the dragon. Okay. Okay. Oh, man. I, okay, what did I hate? Well, nothing from Eternia. You can be happy. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Def- definitely something from Earth. But my what I hated most, I might disagree a little with Paul here. Yes, he might act better than he did on Voyager, but Kevin has to go. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin. I, or Young I Tom Paris. 
pretty much everything about him, but especially the ridiculous plot point where he's a master songmaker. <laughs> Are you kidding? He's, he's annoying in every way. Uh, but that and, doesn't mean that he can't write okay. songs. But the idea is like there's, okay. for, there's two people in all of Eternia that can write music. All, all <laughs> we ever see is he pushes a button on the synthesizer and it's like, did it, did it, did He's like, what'd you think of that? And his girlfriend's like, yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> this Typical. Guy, He's, the, and it seems like the only reason he's a master song, ma- song ma- maker is because he can remember how to hum a tune. Yeah. That's yes. it. Yeah. So like well, our, he's in our, a band. E- they were practicing. <laughs> he was tuning the instruments. You know, are Eternians all inherently tone deaf? Or something? Yeah. <laughs> like, Gwildor had like, to had to you know look on Fiverr for one of the two oh, music oh. people in all of Eternia to help him make that that key thing. We don't understand wow. this music. Thing. No, I kind of wish Blade's Blade's depth perception had been off a little bit when he slammed his knife into the table earlier in the movie. Oh, <laughs> well, and why did he have such an attitude with uh, with uh, uh, Strickland? I can't think. Yeah. Of it. Oh, Lubick. Well, yeah, suddenly, I don't at know. the house, he suddenly gets an attitude with him, and he's not being helpful. It's like look, the cop is going to try to help you find Julie for crying out loud. Yeah. Why are you suddenly being like, you're acting like you're guilty that you burned down the school or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It didn't make any sense whatsoever for him yeah. to do that. And that is, that is the worst thing of Kevin, and, but and, that's just writing. That's and when not you find something fault. that looks like the cosmic key in a meteor hole in a, a cemetery, yeah. it's not a Japanese synthesizer. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, obvi. <laughs> What are you yeah, talking seems... about? All the best stuff is made in Japan. Well, yeah. It is, but it doesn't show up in a cemetery in a hole. Yeah, it flew yeah. over from Japan. Oh. That's how it made well, the like, hole. See, if you never went to Earth, this wouldn't have happened. Like, yeah. no wonder Julie, like, Julie should have just left him. I'm just like, he's, <laughs> he's going nowhere. Yeah. She how tried. Does, uh, why, she tried. <laughs> but I don't get it. How, yeah. Why does she still stay with him? At the end, it doesn't seem like there's any setup for her to stay with him. She seems dead sent to leaving him. He, she doesn't because seem that in love with him. If you ever watch the movie Speed, when you have an adventure together, you kind of stay together. Okay, but then well, they, there needed to be something else. So she, okay. she wanted to leave town mainly, and she was going to leave him behind because after <sighs> she couldn't deal with living there with her parents having died. So that wasn't really had to do with anything with him, and more it's like her just wanting to get exactly. A new life. And none of her, this her has Catholic anything to do with him. She knew Tom Selleck was waiting for her in New York. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, exactly. the, and, and then what an idiot. If he's if he's like one of three people in all of Eternia that actually could do anything with music, he sh- like he and you don't stay. stay in it. Could have been like the oh, there would have been a master song maker. Yeah, he could have yeah, like played totally. on a played on a kazoo he or something. Charge it been like, <laughs> I don't know. Oh my word! Oh, that's that's very fair, James. I didn't really care for Kevin either much. I thought he was a bit over the top, but I don't blame uh, Lieutenant Paris for that. Uh, James. Um, that's true. Not that's James fair. Tolkien, Robert Duncan McNeil. I think that yeah. was the direction he was given. All right. Yeah. That's right. I, I fair. think it's the script was kind of off. Yep. Yeah. yeah. But that leaves you, Paul. What What did you dislike most? What was really off for you? This, every time something new comes on, like, this isn't Castle Grayskull. This is like Dark Crystal Tower <laughs> in the middle of the forest. <laughs> with it the did look very Dark Don't Crystal. Don't Dark yeah. Crystal's and Tower, though. The Dark this, Crystal Tower was so much cooler than this Grayskull. This, but yeah, it had a similar vibe, though. This doesn't yeah. resemble the, the cartoons or the toys. It's like, why aren't you capitalizing on what made this great? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... 
I don't know, Paul. That's exactly. It's the worst thing about this film. At least it had a skull in front of it. Yeah, but I, it also yes. looked like it was part of like some like 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 Evil Blade place. Runner or something in <laughs> there. Blade with Runner. The, yeah, with the like it had like electric wires going out of it. Like it, yeah. it's kind of futuristic, discotheque uh, almost. <laughs> Tech noir. Um. Yeah, but uh. Yeah. In the middle I, of a desert. Oh wait. I, yeah, that's the the. The dark crystal again. So, I don't know yeah. if I agree with the final analysis, but I agree with the assessment. So yeah. we'll go with that. Um, the final. Yeah. Oh, all right. Fine. I agree with I that. Think it, you're it makes... allowed to have your opinion, but I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> I don't agree that it looks like Blade Runner. I agree that right, it doesn't yeah. look like what it, it gives it, it me vibes come... of right, something fine. way different than okay. what it should have been. All right. Fair. I'm trying to grasp what that is. Okay. Have okay. Let me ask you this, Paul. Have you experienced? A, a yes, I've um, been there myself. A, <laughs> a movie where it actually does a good job of amplifying the cartoon. It actually feels and not like not like New York Ninja Turtles for real New York. I'm talking about like a a fantastic place that doesn't exist on Earth that they make into a movie from a cartoon and it actually looks great. A fantasy movie, yeah. From a, Gotham point. doesn't count either. That's just Chicago, New York. It has to be like. Like none of the superheroes or yeah, yeah, none of those. And Jeremy or James, if you think of one, feel free to uh, a live action fantasy. Now I'm even blinking on what's that. <laughs> well, thing I can think, I'm thinking Lord of the Rings, but that wasn't a cartoon. But the way they fleshed that world out, it Lord was of the Rings better was than the animated. It, well, yeah, but that was well, there an animated a cartoon. Yeah. That doesn't count. Yeah. Oh, fine. We come up with an example. That I can't think count. of a TV cartoon that got adapted into a live action that looks better. That's a fantasy, honestly. Yeah, uh, the a gummy fantasy. bears. Or, no or way, sci-fi. That didn't it could be I love a movie too. of the gummy bears. Yeah, I think Paul tapped into something though. I think mm. you just you just figured something out in me, Paul. But mm. there, because it was sort of a weird techno future looking castle. Yeah. Gray. I, mm-hmm. I I think I really just wanted a Thundar movie. I think that's really what was. I was really. <laughs> yeah. this, this was this that was would me. Be cool. This was me trying to see it as, through the lens of a Thundar movie. I knew I would never get. It's more yeah. desert yeah. area, sure. <laughs> Thundar is like a post-apocalyptic Earth, yeah, right? Or is that a different? Yeah, planet? it's like a I weird mishmash. toys of that one too. Yeah, yeah. 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 a Thundar toy would be yeah. awesome. I would. So they're doing all these multiverses stuff. Can I get a Conan, He-Man, Thundar? I feel like there's one other one. Uh, Beastmaster. Ma- Beastmaster. Oh yeah. oh yeah, like a mixed universe. That'd be fantastic. I'd love that. I more. I mean, not I all think the same universe. <laughs> Conan's not on Eternia. Maybe. We've already got He-Man fighting Maybe. Superman. Oh, that's true. That has happened. <laughs> but now that we've now that we're done coming to blows about the things we with Masters of the Universe, with the things we like, the things we didn't like, we've entered all our trajectories into the firing computer. Travis, do you have a firing solution for us? Firing solution complete. Salvo authority accepted. Ratings prepared to launch. Coming in hot. I should. This is great. Uh, Rushmore says. Rushmore show says his tragic maker was no cringer or battle cat. That yeah. is an excellent point. Where is the well, battle? Cat? He's back in Eternia. Yeah, yeah. with okay, King yeah. Randor <laughs> and Queen Marlena. People yeah. who didn't get to all make right. <sighs> what it's we've got you know the moment of funny? truth. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize to this watch that the sorceress is the same actress that plays uh, Monica Geller's mom. 
It is. Wait, what? Really? Yes. Wow. Christina wow. Pickles? Is that yeah. her? Christina oh, Pickles. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't That's realize crazy. that was her and friends. Huh. Yeah. So they had little mini friends. Pre reunion, <laughs> <laughs> pre union. Yeah, I think that's what that's called. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, do we rate Masters of the Universe a classic? Would recommend anyone go see it, whether or not they've seen it before. A nostalgic, if you remember watching it as a kid or young adult and you liked it, yeah, check it out again. You'll have fun reliving those fun memories. But if you've never seen it before, pass it on by. Or do we rate it a tragic? It's not worth anyone's time. If you've never seen it before, definitely keep it that way. And if you have seen it before, don't sully any good memories you might have of it with a rewatch. So we'll start with our, our guests uh, as we'd like to. Uh, Jeremy, what is your final rating for Masters of the Universe? Having a, you predicted tragic, where mm-hmm. did it actually end up though? Well, I have to go back to like being able to share memories like my buddy Philip, who's actually not my, even my pastor, how he had a love for this movie this whole time is remembering when he went with his father to go see the movie in theaters. Now, I didn't see it in theaters. I saw it on video VHS later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as I've gotten older, I never grow up because I am the pan of Neverland. Uh, but as I've gotten older, I've learned to have some appreciation because I, I enjoy the things of my youth. Obviously, if, if those watching the video can see all my toys and stuff, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is, it's given me an appreciation. I can watch this movie, but I realize I'm enjoying it for the nostalgia of a He-Man movie. Not that it's a great movie, but it's it's still it makes it fun to watch. Yeah. And yeah. I suppose if I had children, uh, it'd be fun to share with the kids. And mm-hmm. all all these toys that I have would be fun to play with. If I had a son, even a daughter would be mm-hmm. fun to play He-Man uh, and say, "How yeah, we used to enjoy this when I was little." Uh, and you know, watch I'd watch the cartoon with my kids. I'd watch this movie with my kids. But mm-hmm. it's all the nostalgia mm-hmm. of it would be fun. And mm-hmm. that's what I found when I was watching it. And I've watched it a few times. Even I, I watch it like at least once a year anymore uh, because oh, wow. it is it's it's stupid fun. And sometimes <laughs> you just need that. And it's that nostalgia. But I think if you if this movie had come out now, mm-hmm. it would it would just tank out and nobody would have would have appreciated it. Right. Mm-hmm. But those of us like our Gen X, you know, He-Man was something we grew up with other than I guess James over there didn't quite grow up with it. But <laughs> but, you know, it, it's something from our past, something that just makes us feel good. Uh, and I, I even as I mentioned before on my show, like having these Master Universe origin figures coming out, it feels good to me to just hold it in my hand. It takes me back. Yeah. Just just holding this figure, it feels good. It just takes you to that happy place uh, of being a kid and and enjoying these characters and the animation and the toys. And uh, you know, it's unfortunate that my wife and I only have three cats and we weren't able to have children because I would. <laughs> if if those of you with kids, this is the type of thing share with with your kids. I mean, it's it's great. Your kids will probably enjoy some of the stuff you enjoyed as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like even, you know, Philip, as I mentioned, his nephew, Freddie, loves old 80s movies, loves cartoons because he, he spends so much time with his uncle that mm-hmm. he loves this stuff. He's gotten to experience it. And so and I it, think, it is something you can share. I think what I heard is your final rating is tragic. Is that did I hear that? No, right? I'm, I'm calling it nostalgic. <laughs> it, bring, it, it brings back hard good <laughs> memories and good feelings, <laughs> not necessarily of the movie being great, but just sure, sure. having the movie out there, yeah. even if it was like a couple years too late, really, totally it should have yeah. been, it should have been a little sooner. Yeah. Uh, I remember it, it, the, the He-Man good. fandom at the time yeah. had yeah. died down, unfortunately, by the yeah, time the movie yeah. came yeah. out. <laughs> but they were a little I, slow. No, yeah. it hasn't died down the rest of our reign. So James, what is your final reign? You had predicted nostalgic. Uh, where did it end up for you? Oh, it, 
Yeah, I've all, I in my head it's always been a classic. I predicted nostalgic because I mm-hmm. figured it would it wouldn't weather quite as well. And sure. I kind of want to say classalgic, but but I, I ultimately <laughs> I'll fall on nostalgic. Most people okay. like. All right. Most people like my wife. They watch this movie and, and they're like, "What the heck do you see in this?" So, <laughs> yeah. I, I I think what's classic is watching just those two performances that I talked about. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. But sadly, it's saddled with all the other stuff. So just yes. like that, that leaves it at nostalgic. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. I totally get that. Uh, Paul, what was your? You had predicted nostalgic as well. Where yes. did it end up for you? So um, do you want to know mine or should we ask the Rad Rewinders? The, uh, the Rad Rewinders didn't want to uh, voice their opinion this time. Whoa. So. <laughs> uh, that's surprising because we had a number of people trying to get on this review with us, like more more than most episodes. So there's there's an <laughs> there's an, uh, uh, it, it could be. So we do. So Rewinder Republic, thank you so much for supporting us. I know maybe some of you, a lot of you. We, we do say if you've seen it in the last couple of years, vote because we don't want people like voting if they haven't seen it in years and years or never or seen. It. So maybe maybe it's just been a bunch of people that haven't seen this, and so that's they true. weren't they weren't they and didn't we want to bias the vote, and that's yeah. we appreciate that. All right, so we could have a draw here. This we is could interesting. We'll, we'll figure right. something out if so, we do. Yeah, I predicted nostalgic, mm-hmm. um, and. As a kid, I enjoyed the He-Man cartoons, and I loved playing with the toys. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm like, nice. I have a great affiliation. Affi- uh, there's that affinity. A, affinity. Affinity. Thank you. Go. I knew there was a word. <laughs> I really, I have these uh, great memories of this. Um, but and so I want to give this movie a a, a classic rating. But I'm gonna have to quote Skeletor in. I am not in a giving vein this day. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, unlike Jeremy, um, I did not find this fun. I'm gonna have to agree with James's wife and 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 say, why are y- you watching this? I, I at the end of it. Now, granted, it had a great feel-good ending. You know, the ending where the, yeah. like she goes back oh speaking of ending why is why are her parents back i didn't quite understand that because gwildor took her back in time not only through space but he said he could take her back in time so he took her back to before her parents died even though she looks the same she's because it was recently oh oh, yeah yeah, okay okay. yeah Yeah, that makes sense okay it's kind of like superman suddenly getting the powers to throw his s at uh at general zod you know he's all of a sudden oh where is this been oh it's convenient all right (laughs) yeah yeah. okay yeah yeah so so Uh, besides all that i i did i at the end i was like what's the point i I did not get anything out of it so i unfortunately gonna rate this tragic really dun, dun, oh my dun. gosh i was not expecting <laughs> that yeah i was not either <laughs> you know i i just well, had the thought if gwildor could suddenly do time travel with this thing why couldn't he go back to before he gave that one to skeletor that allowed skeletor to break into captain grayson anyway does not make sense. stop this from ever happening <laughs> or this review <laughs> wow. as I, I feel like i like the uh, if you ever watch that one youtube guy uh the um uh the, like a movie pitch things where he makes jokes and makes fun of the movies. Um, pitch meeting, I think. Yeah, yeah like pitch about. meeting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But of course, the reason why Gwildor didn't go back is so the movie could happen. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but like Paul, I kind of wish this movie hadn't happened. At least hadn't happened the way it was ah. because I too <laughs> rated tragic. I feel like it, it was 
a little less than the sum of its parts. They had some great parts yeah. to work with. I agree. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. and if in isolation, they're like fantastic. Frank Langella, I thought some of the effects. Um, James Tolkien for his one note, but it does it so well. <laughs> yeah. Um, There's some great parts about it. But some yeah. of Bill Conti's music, not all, but some. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think you just need one piece to be a bit more, and this definitely would have sold it for me. If you could if you could have had a better He-Man, I think that would have been fantastic. Or more Eternia, that would have been fantastic. There's just it didn't quite make it. So or more original characters. Toys. Yeah. Yeah. Less original. Oh, oh sorry. Yeah. The original toy characters. <laughs> yeah, original, yeah, original right. cartoon yeah. characters in yeah. the movie. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Um, but <laughs> for that, according to the Retro Rion podcast... Wait, uh, wait, 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 wait a minute. I have waited so very long for this moment. So according to the Retro Rewind podcast, we're going to have to rate this. We're going to go to the future, future, future to find out what our, our Rewind Republic rated this. So what did they rate, Francisco from the future? Yes, Francisco from the past and panel from the past. With one vote making the difference, Masters of the Universe was read tragic by our Rewind Republic. So, according to the Retro Rewind podcast at large, we rate Masters of the Universe with three tragics and a nostalgic, a disputed tragic film. Now back to Francisco, Paul, James, and Jeremy from the past. See, okay, see, they, oh. the, the, the masses agree with me and Paul. We, we, we have the, Ooh. we're on the pulse of the people. Boo, Ooh. where, where are you going? What, you want to come watch this movie? <laughs> <laughs> what, do you want to come back like Skeletor or something, James? Yeah, that's right. I will, I will just pop right back up. I'll be back. And it'll be classic. <laughs> One day we will get a new Masters of the Universe movie and it'll be the most amazing movie you've ever seen in your life. I hope so. There's potential yeah. for it. But let's talk about that ending. Like uh, okay. most people don't really like the very ending after the credits. A lot of people didn't find out about that until like the internet or later. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't stay long enough in the theater to find out about it. Oh, okay. And I didn't have very many friends to talk about it with either. That says yeah, to, yeah. to stay. <laughs> but I remember like having it on video and not stopping at the end, just letting the credits play and just like doing something else. Kind of like what we did with like CDs when we accidentally yes. found a hidden track at yeah, the end yeah, and just yeah, letting yeah. it play. Yeah. So I found it out at, that there was a, uh, uh, a little scene there with Skeletor at the end of the credits saying he'll be back. I was curious where you guys landed on that. What did you know? And when did you find out? I, I was in the, I, I had a, I think I saw that just with my brother. Like my parents would make us leave early sometimes, but we love to stay like through, especially after like the Star Wars movies were coming out. Right. So you, mm. like you, you want to stay all through that John Williams music. You, oh, you yeah. yeah. Very yeah. So we kind of had that tradition of staying till the end. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so, so then it was, yeah, it was like, wait, what's happening? Uh-huh. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. I was in theater. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. Awesome. How about you, Jeremy? I was probably an adult when I heard that there was a thing at the end, or or it might have been part of discussion. I remember actually wow. having uh, when the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie came out. This is the way my my young brain kind of worked. I didn't like that they killed Shredder because I thought, oh well, because they might want to feel consistent, they'll they'll stop the cartoon because they you know like well you you've already watched Shredder die, so now people will be confused if they watch the cartoon. I was thinking that, and oh. part of the reason why I thought that is. Like this, for some reason, my brain associated when they when Skeletor died in the movie, 
that's when the animated series was gone. But the animated series really was gone. They had stopped making new episodes. It was just being rerun all yeah. up to this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, but my my brain kind of equivalent that like, oh, if Skeletor dies, well, darn it, then you know they they're not gonna you know do that. Or Shredder's gonna die, and so that's over. no more cartoon. But then I think somebody might have pointed out to me at the time, so oh, didn't you say at the end of the watching the end of credits, Skeletor comes back? That might have happened, but I don't recall if that's happened. Uh-huh, it's uh-huh. like I have that memory, but I'm not sure if it's real. Yeah, I think yeah. mainly I was probably an adult when I heard about that, and it might have been the internet. You yeah. were decepted, oh. exactly. Um, <laughs> for for me, Paul, I don't I don't remember. I think it was probably as an adult also when I. Rewatch this at some point yeah. for some reason. It may it's have one even of the been lesser known the... stingers at the end. Yeah, that this movie yeah. actually has one. Yeah, yeah. that one you, in the eighties. Did they? I mean, it was so yeah. rare. Yeah, it was, but the only other one few... I know of is Adventures in Babysitting. There's a thing at the end of that movie. Well, the there one is? that I always mm-hmm. go to is, and people don't really count it, but I think it works. Is Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Yeah, because oh, yeah, there's yeah. a whole scene yeah, through home. the credits movie and then after. Yeah, they're still here. Yeah, exactly. Come home. Awesome, guys. Well, uh, now it's time. We can't head back to 20XX yet, but you know, we can still, uh, while we're waiting for Travis to figure out where we're going next, I think we're trying to head back to 1983 to see if the fixits will help us to, uh, or the Fukusa will help us to get the escape pods working again and whatnot. But while we're here, let's find out where we can all uh, find uh, James and Jeremy and Paul and me online. Return to 20XX overridden. Comstats broadcasting while awaiting return coordinates. I don't know what he's saying. <laughs> Comstats broadcasting while wait, awaiting return coordinates. Something about 20XX. I don't know. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Paul. Well, it feels good to still be here, hanging out with you guys, and we wouldn't have been able to travel to 1987 to begin with if it weren't for our amazing reflex capacitors, namely... Deborah Powers, Geek Devotions, Drew of the Cellcast, Ashley Ruiz, Kenneth and Fabius Lomax, Rosie Lomax, That's our Babo, D. Tungsten, Dale, Mr. Loss, Gerald Hafner, Cool Deluxe, in addition to two other awesome patrons as well. Thank you all so much for keeping the gigawatts coming. And if you want to help us keep flying and get bonus content for your generosity and maybe even help with this review of this, even though it's probably too late by the time you're hearing this. Anyway, um, head over to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash support to start. So here is normally where I play a bumper for, you know, PaulJPowers.com. But, you know, and it usually has something to do with what we're reviewing, but sometimes it doesn't. So I'll just play something random. Either way, we want to bring you the best quality of, of, you know, what we're doing. Your best. Losers always whine about their best. Winners are sponsored by PaulJPowers.com. Like this stream here. Yeah. So, Francisco, (laughs) is there some ways that people can support the show that doesn't involve emptying their bank account? Actually, yes. They can get a shower, a shave, and a feel of a shoot by uh, (laughs) all you have to do (laughs) is, you know what, you probably enjoyed this episode if you've made it this far through all these shenanigans. Um, So if you aren't driving, uh, why don't you tap the share icon on your podcast player uh, for this episode and send it to a friend saying, hey, I know you like He-Man, I know you like Masters of the Universe, what what have you, and uh, I thought you might like this podcast where they talk about it. And so that'd be a great way to, to help for free. Cool. And I'll bet they'll thank you for it. And I speaking think so. of thanking people, we also want to give a big He-Man hug <laughs> to Jeremy and James for supporting their uh, supporting us with their thoughts about Masters of the Universe. 
And I like to go out in alphabetical order. So we'll start with James. Where can people find you online? Is there anything cool you got going on? Uh, well, yeah, you can find me at cinemagog.com. And if you can't spell that, just go to popcorntheology.com and you can find contacts and things from there. You can also find me on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And it's mm-hmm. just, uh, it's it's facebook.com slash harlemanic. So just my last name, I see. Uh, Harleman, I see, or, or Harlemanic uh, on Twitter. And uh, yeah, I actually am pretty excited. I have a new edition of my book, Cinemagog, coming out here in, in November. So just in time, everybody can get a hardback or a paperback for Christmas, just talking all things film and faith and just trying to understand how and why we tell stories and what mm-hmm. kind of underlies those. And yeah, and so that's, that's my fun and a lot of dream. And I'll be working on a sequel book dealing with the like kind of the last decade of superhero films and franchise IP that's coming out next, uh, probably next summer. So very cool. Yeah. I, I will say if you're uh, one of our uh, reflex capacitors, you support the show and you've listened to our spiritual speculations you have uh we those really come out of a lot of me reading synagogue and i forget if you read it paul or read parts of it but um but yeah that you really read it to me does that count <laughs> 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 yes that counts so you tuck but, him into bed and then <laughs> the audiobook that way wow. i can dream about wow <laughs> but no so so thank no. you james for inspiring uh, us to do this other segment. I really appreciate uh, you, Ryan, that. And that's awesome that there's a new edition coming about. My yeah. brain just went Princess Bride. I'm saying Francisco as Peter Falk over there reading. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a Chaos podcast? <laughs> Chapter one. It was a beautiful day. I can't. All right. And Jeremy, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people find you online? And what do you have cool going on? I'm in a lot of places. Of course, you can you can find nearly everything at NeverlandPodcast.com. Of course, also on on YouTube, uh, you can find the uh, you can find an official Neverland podcast channel where you'll basically have video versions of the podcast for because people told me they like to listen that way. And also, I have the Neverland official gaming channel, where coming up in this, uh, with with spooky season, as I like to call it, come up, mm-hmm. I'm going to start playing some scary games. Uh, this is my third year, I think I've done it, uh, where I call it Scare Play. And I've, I've picked up some stuff on Steam that was free, that I've oh, never cool. played before. Plus, I actually, today, I picked up uh, Fan phantasmophobia or whatever and yeah you're trying to hunt ghosts yeah. or something yeah. i'm looking for some people to play with me because it's supposed to be multiplayer so mm-hmm. you know hey if anybody's interested uh, but i do plan on uh sharing some video of that so i've got That's... kind of an event if you like horror games which is weird for me because i don't like horror movies but i love horror oh, games interesting. Oh, i think it's because when i play <laughs> resident evil i get to blast the monsters and i don't just get mm-hmm. slaughtered by them okay so <laughs> there's a difference I'm uh, sorry. I'm just getting vibes of, hey, I have a new Ouija board. I'm looking for friends to play with. Me. <laughs> <laughs> well, not quite like that. Okay, uh, good. <laughs> yeah, if you see the Ouija board, you should probably burn it. But nice. yeah, so, you know, there's places on YouTube. Also, uh, I do have a Rumble page. And of course, if you're looking for some fun on Twitter, uh, the only thing I really post to Twitter is when a new episode comes out of the podcast. Uh, but I can be found as the spider pain in a lot of places on Instagram, on Twitter. Also on Facebook, you will find a I don't know whether to call it a fan page or a like page, but there's also a group there as well. The group mm-hmm. is a bit more better for interaction. I'm trying to be more active on that. I've kind of let that slide over the years, but I'm coming back and we're doing some stuff. I, I'm not nearly the meme lord that Paul is. Right. But, Paul uh, is the meme lord. That's he true. is the meme lord. And that still was that meme you posted earlier today. It was still the best meme I saw today. All right. It did not change. <laughs> Cool. You have to have seen all them Facebook in order to get that because he posted that fun little thing of a uh, Homer and Bart with like so far. I'm like, yeah, yeah. no, that was the best one. It still was. So, 
You're gonna. Uh, have to I, write about I, that I, I, I actually sense. do like horror movies, uh, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. And, and in fact, we're we're heading into the horror month. Our on popcorn yeah. theology, our podcast is going to be covering. Well, we're starting with Haunting in Venice, kind of mystery oh, crossover. Well, that wasn't really a scary uh, movie. It had it, moments. It's it's so yeah. We're sort of dipping it uh, yeah. dipping into our horror seasons, and we're actually going to have a couple uh, guys who do short films do oh, horror, cool. horror short films. We're gonna have a couple guests that actually are kind of connected, and nice. so it's going to be an interesting month. Some film reviews, but also some some guests and some cool interviews too. So oh, very cool. Yeah. So I will say I do like old horror movies like Vincent Price and like the old classics that didn't rely on gore. That's the main thing. I don't like a lot of gore and crud and stuff like that thrown at me, but good stories. Ooh, there you go. Nice. Especially what is the the haunting of Hell House or whatever is the Vincent Price where it's um, they're all in a hut yeah. the asylum. House on Haunted Hill. House yeah. on Haunted Hill. I love that movie. That is a good one. So I mean there is there is stuff I, I like from horror. I just don't like modern horror. I don't want a bunch of blood and guts. I'd rather watch Poltergeist. The, for, that's the most really? recent I okay. will go over you know any I don't do slasher movies although the first Halloween I did kind of enjoy watching it edited because uh, it's not a gory movie anyway it's more suspense and you didn't have all the stupid tropes that came up yet you know so well, there are some sl- stuff I'll watch but. it's time to slash this show because there there you go. going. But thank I you babble again. okay have you have noticed <laughs> thank you again so much Jeremy and James and my awesome uh, has the power friend Paul and all you rewinders new and old for another fun voyage you're welcome. And you can find me, PaulJPowers.com, at PaulJPowers.com. Oh, Everybody uh, say it together. Apparently we need to say it all together, yeah. Yep. Paul, uh, Paul and J. You can, Powers, PaulJPowers.com. Okay, enough of this. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on our Discord for show announcements or just to say hi. Uh, join us there at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash Discord. This podcast is a proud member of Culture Box, a curated collection of podcasts, videos, and articles that will provide you a balanced meal of content. You will find culture celebrated for its past and future, satirized for its extremes, explored in study, and created anew in story. Point your web browser to culturebox.media. James, you said you invited guests on from horror movies. Did you invite that floating voice that just appeared out of nowhere? That's kind of scary. (laughs) Anyway, that voice is right. Uh, As it just said, we are now part of Culture Box Media Network. Find all the shows unpacking truth through story, comedy, and geekery at culturebox.media. Indeed. And thank you, XO, so much. And thank you all for listening. We pray you are more joyful today than when you first hit play. But like a Pokemon, we got to catch you all for the next episode. We're not sure what it is. We'll find out. And you can fi- help us find out by going by listening to our Ships Logs episodes. But wherever it is, we'll see you there on the next episode of the Retro Rewind podcast. Rewinder to the Lost Pod mission complete. Review audio ships logs for more details. I'm through toying with you, He-Man!